Welcome to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast, where we get to follow up, break down, and discuss last Sunday's message. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more about what God has for us. Now let's join our team as we gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the executive pastor of TC. Back again with me today is our lead pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And we are uh, pumped for uh, coming off a really good week. Uh, We were talking in staff meeting on Monday. (laughs) It was an interesting week, but (laughs) it was still a really good week. (laughs) It was interesting. It was interesting. I think it's so funny how many things uh, that people either have no idea about that goes on on a Sunday morning or... Maybe they see it, but they don't understand. Like, like I think of this past Sunday, there was a couple things that happened in the service. One of them being huge, you know, but uh, like the ten thirty service, like the power went out or whatever. But uh, yeah. it's, like, it's just some people think it's like, oh man, that one thing happened. It's like they don't know that there's like there's been a series of fifty things that happened, and we have that every once in a while. We do, and it's it you know it can be frustrating for us, I think, but things happen. Things happen. You know, so it's not that big a deal, really. But and especially, I think it's, I think at TC, it's a much, it's not as big a deal, or I would say we recover more quickly from some of that stuff than maybe it would affect other teams and other churches a bit more drastically than we do. You know what I mean? But it's like our well, team just, well, yeah, it's, popping, and it's not know? that. I, I think what I meant by that for me is, it is. I think what people forget for just a small number of us, right. Sunday is kind of a work day. Right. And I think I get the most frustrated because it feels like I can't enjoy church sometimes right. when stuff's going on because you have to go fix and tend to and they come get you and all these things. Like, it, now, that's our job. Like, that's sure. – it, so it's not that, which is, is why I love, um, you know, going to conferences or something like that where it's kind of like you don't have to do anything. Right, right, right. Just, I, I could just enjoy the service and worship and right, right, or, right. you know, so there's that. So it's it's not that things happening gets on my nerves or bothers me because those kind of things things happen. Like, yeah. It's not a big deal. Our team is great. It's sometimes it's awesome. like you're you can't enjoy all of it. Right. And maybe we're not supposed to because we are we're the leaders. Yeah, and, we you know, we do so, what we do so yeah, they can enjoy it. So yeah. it's not yeah. it's not the end of the world. So I mean, ideally, you know, if we've done things right. Well, even like Sunday, I mean, there's a number of things that went on. We didn't necessarily have to, f- we didn't necessarily have to fix them, but we did need to. <laughs> John's in the office taking care of stuff while we're uh, John's while, calling on the phone. Working. Uh, but we didn't Thanks, necessarily John. have anything to fix. John, you're a good man. Uh, well, you're anyway. It doesn't matter. Uh, so we didn't necessarily have anything to fix, but things still needed to be fixed, and it's just one of those things where it's like you're in charge, so you have to make sure it gets fixed, like, it makes sure it gets dealt with, you know? So even, like, you know, me and you didn't have a lot to fix this past Sunday, but our team, there were things going on. Of course. And it, sh- it can be stressful, you know. But, but not our, the, week, the, week bef- the week before, they came and, you know, got yeah, me out of service, yeah, which, which is fine. So it's not, I'm not complaining. I'm just sure. stating that I think sometimes it's, you know, it is a work day, and, and um, which that's what we do. So it's not like there's a complaint there. It's, yeah. um, it does, it, it makes it hard, which, you know, I use I do what we ask the dream teamers to do, like serve one, sit one, you know, right, worship right, one, right. serve one. Those t- you know, so most of the time I'm in the ten thirty. I mean, in the nine, and sometimes mm-hmm. on ten thirty I'm not because I'm I'm out, 
you know, checking right, on right, something. Right. So um, I do that too, you know, which is fine. Sure. So I try to let the nine o'clock be more of my try not to worry about what's going on, you know. Right. And, try and, not and, to. And, 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 and focus on, on service stuff. But yeah, so there's some craziness going on, but it's just sometimes, so and it always, it's always like in the same week. You know, me and Kyle talk about that a little bit sometimes where we'll be joking around and we're like, it's always so funny because it's like, man, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen that disrupts the normal flow for us for like a month. And then all of a sudden in one week, like 10 <laughs> things happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, but nonetheless, you know, uh, power is going out and like, yeah, the whole, for those that and, weren't here, the whole, uh, we're just a singing along to the, band. Oh, it was, it was the biggest moment in, in the, the worship song. song, like in the whole set. Yeah. In the worship experience. And, it was the and, biggest and moment. And everything went out. Yeah. Power went out. PA system went out, everything. The what was thing. so cool, though, is Peak our team. System. They kept going. Adam kept going. The team kept going. Um, and the congregation kept going. And then, like, everything kind of came back on the way the system is designed. It, like, all started slowly coming back on. It just built back up. And then it went, like, like never missed a beat. And that's just, you know, really special. I've been in church services where that happened, and people just stop and look at each other. Like, well, now what do we do? And uh, that did not happen this past Sunday. So it was, you know, it's really good. But our teams, our teams are great. It makes stuff like that so easy. It does, so. and things happen. You know, the yeah. devil, the no devil, one's, no one's wor- fault. The devil don't work its way into our yeah, sound system. The devil done gotten the sound system. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, that's a joke. We by kick the way, him out, yeah. yeah, he's not omnipresent. But anyway, so <laughs> he's not. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, Sunday was a good day. And before we get into all that stuff, man, we got some dope stuff coming up. This, I mean, few days out. <laughs> Sunday's gonna be a big day. Sunday's a Huge, day. huge day. So, hey, let us say this, because we were talking about this. TC folks, dream teamers, our regular attendees. Even if you are a regular attendee, even if you know what service you're coming to, we still need you to register. We do. All right, we have registration for the Christmas services. If you're a dream teamer, if you're serving three and worshiping one, I need you to register for the one, for the one you're worshiping in. You don't have to register for all four, but you do need to register for the one you're you're worshiping in. Yes. Um, Please. that's going to help us keep attendance correct. That's going to help us honor some social distancing guidelines that are important and, um, uh, make sure that you aren't finding yourself serving for services and not, not able to be in one, you know, yeah. that's a big Please. deal. So, um, Please so yeah. Please ma- and please while you're on the website registering for that, <laughs> register for small, groups. register your, your, if your you're leading small a small group, go register your small group. All yes. right. Uh, you're leading one. I'm leading. I'm really. Yeah, me and between me and Ashley, we're leading a few. Yeah, yeah. We're leading one together, and then I'm leading one by myself, and she's leading one by herself. So she's leading a women's workout group. I'm leading a theology group, introduction to theology group, and then together we'll be at Coffee Guy. Yep. uh, On Sunday nights, and so I'm doing one coffee hangout. I may be doing two, but I'm doing doing one. I know. So yeah, Yeah. like it. I like the small groups. So we've got plenty of groups. I really want to do a curriculum based. I like curriculum. You know, I like curriculum. You know, man, you know what people keep asking for is a stinging Enneagram small group. We I need to get on that. We got to do it. I would love to do that this time. I don't think I have enough time now to, to, put, the, to put the content together. Yeah, I agree. Um, we'll put our uh, heads together. We promise. We'll put our heads together for season two. We will. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, we'll, do, we'll, we'll, put our, we'll have some for season two. We'll have some for Enneagram. season two. Yeah. We, got, we got a friend that just wrote a book, Jim. Jim. Well, it's not coming out till September. Oh, that's true. We it's coming out for a while. To, yeah, yeah. But, so, um, but so we have some we have access to some resources. We'll get in there and make it happen. So, and I also feel like it can be very similar to ours. You know, I mean, it's a thirteen week semester. You could spend uh, ten weeks on what is it? Welcome to the group. 
here's the test, and then the next nine weeks after that, going through each week, going through one of the types, mm-hmm. and then do something for, you know, three weeks after. You know, you, it could be very simple. Yeah. You yeah, know, exactly. Re- really. As a, right. as a, especially for people who have no idea. Yeah. You know, but less. Yep. Yeah. No, it's good, man. I mean, we've had a lot of people really using that, especially when we, we use it in our mar- one of our marriage small groups for a while, and yeah. that was really, really helpful for a lot of them. Like, that was great information for them, so. Yeah. Um, in fact, yeah. we're going to have a couple parent like, speaking of marriage, and, and, like, we have a marriage and family hub. Yep. So, like, that's what I was doing this morning, or just before we came in here. It's, like, getting people that have registered, getting them put into the thing. Yep. You know, the database and all that. And we've got an empty nesters group. Yep. It's going to be good for, for those that, you know, have kids that have flew the coop, out flew or, the, you know, yeah, left yeah. the nest. you got an yep. empty nesters group. And then um, there's also a parenting book outside of a uh, parenting group outside of that one mm-hmm. um for those that have parents currently i'm sorry kids currently. for parents that currently have kids <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> uh so that that group's going on there's a there's a men's freedom there's a woman's freedom there's um yeah. ashley's got her workout there's a workout group yeah um, uh, dinner group there's a saturday dinner men's i believe the lunch. golf group is back this season the, so they'll be doing golf they haven't registered uh, literally yet, golf yeah i was yeah. talking with them earlier it's very possible uh, we do another uh, disc, golf. disc golf. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of a lot of groups for you to be able to get involved with. But if you have a group you want to lead, go to transformationchurch.com slash small groups and register your group. And uh, it's pretty simple. I mean, you register your group. You have to get in a co-leader, right? So you have to find your co-leader. But you go to a coaching. We teach you how to do all the things you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go from there. You launch it and you recruit and you invite and you meet people and all that good stuff and start building relationships that are going to change your life and other people's lives. Really not. It's not crazy. Yeah. You know? But get, if you register this week, there's a training coming up this Saturday. Training this a, Saturday. A coaching this Saturday. All right. Coaching. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you, you know, we got two more coaching opportunities left, so make sure you get in there. Yeah. There's a, there's um, a, this Saturday and then Wednesday, Wednesday the, the 30th. 30th. Yeah. Um, when a Wednesday night group. So, yeah, so. all right. Coaching. So make sure you come check that out. But anyways, um, yeah. So, uh, one of our favorite things lately and people have been talking about it is our pod deck. Uh, rapid fire questions. <laughs> so I'm going to give uh, the opening to the service from Sunday. Um, while I'm doing that, why don't you pick some out? You want to ask me again today? Okay. You're going to give so the opening to the. I'm going to give the opening to the service on Sunday, oh. like to what kind of the topic was from this past Sunday. Um. So, uh. So yeah, guys. This past Sunday, we uh were kind of back on our Christmas at TC series, and while we were there, um we kind of dealt with the whole series is built around the kingship of Christ and who Jesus is and how he's king, uh, how he came uh, to fulfill the prophecy that a king would come Uh, in the old Testament. We talked about that in week one, uh, two weeks ago. If you want to go check that out, you can. Then this past Sunday uh, we talked about who the king is to us. So uh, in the old Testament, they were looking for a particular type of king. Jesus broke that mold. Um, in our lives, uh, we have the way we would prefer to live our life in light of this king, who is Jesus. Um, and Jesus even came to break that mold. Um, and so we talked about uh, the generalization of Jesus in the Old Testament and and then coming into who he's going to be in our lives in week one. And then this past week, we talked about what does it actually look like for Jesus to be in our lives. And so we kind of covered three things that were like, man, these are, this is, these are the thing, not the only things, but these are the three things we were going to talk about today on uh, what it is Jesus is supposed to be to us. Um, and so that's kind of where we, kind of where we led off. And I started off with a story about my buddy, Chris, who's a complete knucklehead. Like, 
You and I both have some friends, and some of them are the same friends <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that uh, either are knuckleheads or just are are just like wild. Like you know, if you're with them, anything is possible. One of them is your cousin. Yeah, yeah that's true. I was thinking about that. Yeah, uh, our boy JC. JC, uh, like so I at was, least at least he was like that. Uh, back, back in the, in the day, day when we yeah. were younger it, it, yeah. jc was wild so um, <laughs> I hope he sees this. <laughs> so uh but we have a number of other friends that between me and justin that fit in that mold but my buddy chris we were going whitewater rafting and so uh we were all together at this deal and we are getting in the raft and the guide starts telling us like hey you know if you fall out do these things if you fall into the water do these things pay attention to this don't swim against the current let the Karen carry all this other stuff. And so uh, we go whitewater raft. And it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. But one of the things they kept talking about was like, if something happens, don't fight the current. Like, don't fight the current. Let the current take you. You know, even at the beach with uh, lifeguards and stuff, you know, like if you get caught in the undertow, uh, you get caught, uh, you know, in a current. It's like, you know, you swim diagonal to the land. Don't try to fight against it. You just kind of take it and swim diagonal back to where you were at. And, and so like every aspect of current, when it carries you, is you're supposed to, you're not supposed to fight against it. You're supposed to let it carry you, um, and get to where you're supposed to go, uh, at, while you go along with the current. Um, and we really boiled down this question, you know, did Jesus come just to forgive us of our sins or did he come to be more? And that's kind of the question we wanted to answer on Sunday. And in Isaiah chapter seven, verse 14, um, it says, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So what does it look like for God to be with us? Right. Um, you got your notes there too, right? Mm-hmm. Justin yep. Psalms 46, one says what God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And then second Corinthians eight, nine, it says, well, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich yet for your sake, he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. Right. So we see like who God is to be for us. He's our uh, present help in the time of trouble, which is what we were talking about this past Sunday. Um, he became poor so that we could become rich um, eternally, like that we could inherit an eternal promise. So he left the riches of heaven, became poor on earth so that we who are poor on earth could become rich in heaven. Like, and so that's what second Corinthians is talking about. 46, one says God is our refuge and strength our very present help. He is our present help. He's the person that's there for us. And so Jesus, who this, you know, we're celebrating in this season has come to give us this life, um, and be there with us to be our present help in everything that we go through. But if that's going to happen, he has to become King in our lives. Yeah. And that's really what we dug into on Sunday. And we talked about three things. We'll give them to you guys that the King has come to be, and the first one, you got it there, Justin? The king comes to reign. The king comes to reign. Um, you know, he comes to rule in our life. He comes to reign in our lives. First Peter 2, 9 through 10 uh, says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And so we actually see this promise given to God's people of the Old Testament, but we know in the covenant of the New Testament, God has unpacked that for more than just the Jewish people, more than just the people of Israel, the nation of Israel. That's a that's a covenant that's released and available to us that we would be God's special possession. Mm-hmm. Um, we would be a royal priest, so we would be not a, not a holy nation as in America, 
but a nation, a, a covenant, a people group, those that belong to God, we would belong to him um, in a covenant. So we're chosen for that. Um, and so, uh, but the special part of that is like God's special possession. And I think like that's one of the parts that I think people struggle with the most is dealing with like when you, if, if, if you come to Jesus and Jesus is reigning in your life as king, like he owns that. There's nowhere in your life that Jesus is not like in control of, you know, I think about like a king with a kingdom, right? Like mm-hmm. there's nowhere in the kingdom that the king's not king. Right. <laughs> like every farm, he's the kingdom over that farm. Like he's the king over that farm. Yeah. If it's on, if it's in his land, Dude. he's the king over it. Yeah. You know? Um, so I've been watching the crown again lately. I don't know if you watch. did you watch the crown on mm. Netflix? I tried. No. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't driving with you. The first season, I was like in it because I think it's like a personal thing. So like she inherits the crown from her father type thing. Yeah. And so the emotions and like how she's navigating that. And like when I started watching season one, it wasn't too long after I took over as lead pastor. And so some of the like, like similarities of like her anxiety and her, what she's feeling and how she's being treated and all that was like very, like, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like, this is crazy um but i was watching i've been watching the crown anyways there's an element of it where they um they some british guards are walking through this random place in nowhere of land territory that they occupy right and they come across a an area where some uh i don't remember what nationality but people had kind of like just moved in and created a little settlement there like they had a ship they were unpacking it they were setting up stuff and they were like y'all gotta go like you can't they were like put they put their flag in the ground and everything and they're like y'all gotta (laughs) y'all gotta go like you can't stay here you know like this is you know this land belongs to the queen of england like you you can't have this land um and they're like no we're not going to anyways there's a big battle and whatever but all that to say is that's how that was what i was thinking of when we were talking about the king reigning in our lives is like we try to let the king we try to let jesus reign particular areas of our life but we try to put our flag in like our addiction problem or our you know our whatever it is that's for like our addiction problem or our ambition or our goals or our family. Like, God, you can have everything else, but like, this is mine. I'm not giving yeah. you this. And he's like, no, no, no. If he's here to reign, he's here to reign. Mm-hmm. He's not looking for like, he's not looking for the areas of your life. You're not going to surrender. Like if he's taken over, he's taken he's over, taken over right. you know? Uh, and so <laughs> as he should, as yeah, right. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what we talked about. Uh, and, and we kind of dug in on that. It's like, what is, what is, your life revolve around. So I was going to ask you, like, what, what are the areas of your life pre Jesus, post Jesus, whatever that like your area that your life has kind of revolved around? Like, can you think of seasons in your life that it was like, man, during this time frame, I was definitely like hustling after this or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think I've always had an ambition, you know, to accomplish things, you know, so early on, mm-hmm. um, you know, prior to the age of about 22, 23, when I really started getting into to church and, you know, guys say I was around, I was on like 22, 23, you know, yeah. um, it would have been more career focused and accomplishing things that way. Yeah. You know, um, and that really, I mean, at the end of the day, that ambition is still there, but it's from a different place, you know, or at least a different, I guess, motivation for it, you know, 
Yeah. Um, I, I think ambition is good, but I, essentially I would say you could argue that it was about accomplishing things, but really it was just just about me, I guess, you know, wanting mm-hmm. things for myself. You know? So it was just, you think of consumerism and if you, you know, use the word, e- it was just ego of if you can accomplish things, people look at you as something. See what yeah. I'm saying? In that, in that regard. Yeah. And so. Hardcore I, three space. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still <laughs> a, an Enneagram three. Right. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I would say I'm a healthier version. And then of course with, you know, with my faith and all this, the motivation is very different on what I want to accomplish and why I want to accomplish it. Right, right, right. That you makes know? sense. Yeah. So I was never, you know, I never had any struggles as far as like addictions or anything like that. So um, that was never a thing where yeah. that kind of my life revolved around needing this thing, like a substance. Yeah, right, um, right, right. But it was just more accomplishing things, but more uh, accomplishing things for myself. Mm-hmm. And, and so people looked at me as something. Right. That's kind of the motivation. I got Look, you. Looking back. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what we talked about on Sunday. You know what I mean? I think, like, uh, we talked about on Sunday, we were talking about people's relationships, kids, money, jobs, addictions, ambition, goals, what it, you know, and we made a statement that has kind of picked up a little bit of traction, you know, uh, which is that whatever you center your life around is your king. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if your life revolves around your kids, your kids are your king. Your life revolves around. Uh, it, it makes me think of, like, we've all heard, like, humans were created to worship so you know if it's your king you're worship you know, it's you not worship. if you worship it's what you worship it's, wor- it's what you worship yeah, so that's right um you know everyone everyone worships worships something. something yeah you know and for a lot of people it's things like money or you know yeah prestige kids yeah, your kids you right know, the right. whole thing and your kids athletics <sighs> welcome to the, welcome to the new age you know i mean like how many parents are worshiping their kids capabilities or whatever you know what i mean like and it's their kids capabilities right right they're right uh, don't get me on that. <laughs> living vicariously through your kids oh then there's you that. couldn't make it so you put all the pressure on the world so they do oh moving on whatever you center your life on <laughs> is king yeah. uh and so yeah so it's it is an important distinction of like uh you know what does your life revolve around does it revolve around jesus and we did a little one now and you guys can go watch the sermon we did it uh, like illustrated deal where we could see that everything in our life should be revolving around Jesus, our kids, our marriage, our relationships, our finances, our home, our job, our career, our degree, our schooling, everything should be revolving around the King. Um, but what happens is we tend to, we tend to want to demand that the King revolve around us. Yeah. I'll be at the center of this universe and you just, I need you to do all these things for me. And Jesus is like, huh? <laughs> You know, uh, and that's what we said, like, on su- on Sunday. I like, mean, the king doesn't bow to peasants. If he's king, like, he, he's here to reign. Now, we are heirs to the, you know, we are heirs. Right. But we are not. Right. You know. We're heirs because the king has that's given right. us a dollar. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, that's right. you know, but when we're in that space of demanding. Which, you know, you know this is very contrary to a lot of teaching that's out there right now. Boy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is contrary to a yeah. lot of teaching that's out there that um, we are kings too. Yeah, we're we're yeah. gods too. We're gods too. You know? Little gods, actually. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of big names. If we named them, you would know them. That teach this heresy. Calling it what it is, yeah, like, and I'm here for it. Yeah, heresy. Yeah. yeah, no, there's a lot of heretical teaching in regards to our belonging to Christ, and we deal with that a little bit. We dealt with that a little bit on Sunday. 
and we'll talk about it in a second, but like when you belong to Christ, you are heirs and joint heirs in the kingdom of God. Um, but don't get it twisted on where you belong in that, in that power ranking, (laughs) like, you know, uh, and so, yeah, you're right. But when one of the things we dealt with is like for so, for, for a lot of people, their, their spiritual life feels stalemated because they're not moving. When Jesus is at the center, you, you revolve your life around him. You think about like the revolving planets around the sun, like you revolve around Jesus. And what happens is we try to say, we try to demand Jesus revolve around us. So we stand still and Jesus isn't moving. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He rules and reigns as king. He's not moving. He's on his throne. So if we're not moving and he's not moving, guess what you have? A stalemated life. But that's not his fault. Jesus hasn't done anything to keep you still. You're just not surrendering your own life. Mm-hmm. And so many of us feel still, or we feel in a stale place, or we feel in a dry season. We feel like God's not moving, and it's like he's not. You're not moving. You get moving, and you'll find that God is putting you in the right places and opening up the right opportunities for you. Um, but until you start centering him on your life, you're always going to feel that way, you know? Good. So, um, and that's an important important distinction but when all things revolve around jesus the king the king works in all things is what we said on sunday mm-hmm. right um and then tim keller i mean it's tim keller tim keller that quote by tim keller you got it right there i do you are underqualified for the job of master and commander of your own life <laughs> i love that quote i can't tell you how many times i've used it because i just think it's so good um it's very matt chandler-esque it is. And it's in regards to its abrasiveness. I like it. Which is why I, I think that's I'm here why for I like it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then number two. Yet the king comes to be praised. King comes to be praised. Um, your chosen people. We revisited First Peter 2, 9, three different times in um, expo- exposed or pulled out exactly what was happening in there. Uh, you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him. Uh, Alexander McLaren says this in his commentary. He says, declare the praises here does not merely mean that the audible praises of God should be upon the lips of Christians. Uh, that, uh, sorry, the audible praises of God should be upon the lips of Christian people, but that their whole lives should in a far deeper sense than that showcase what the apostle here calls the excellencies of God. And uh, when I pulled that apart, when I pulled that apart, I was like, I started looking at this and and getting into like um, the Greek and the Hebrew and pulling out, you know, as, as we do with some of this stuff. And when I was looking up the word declare, and it said to proclaim to those without about that, which has happened within or taken place within, I was like, Mm. (laughs) like, uh, I was just shook by that, you know, because it's like a lot of times as Christians, we think that it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to worship with a song or I'm going to listen to my Christian music and sing in my car. But it's like, no, no, no. Like, are you proclaiming to those without the faith that you have about the thing that's happened within that's given you faith? Like declare in the praises, the praises just aren't man. Like God, you're good, but it literally means the virtues, the powers and the excellencies of God. Like, so is your life declaring Right, is your life proclaiming to those without about the thing that's happened within, about the praises, the excellencies of God? So, are you living a life that is showing everyone around you how excellent God is and who He is? Like, 
a lot more than a song. Is what we would, we would equate First Peter two nine to a song. Declare the praises, you know, coming to the sanctuary, like that whole thing is like no, 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 no. Like this is a far bigger picture right. than what we, we what we would think of, you know. Um, and so living a life that that paints that picture, man, is beautiful, and we have a responsibility to do that. It's good. So then we go to Ephesians one five through six. You got that, huh? Yeah. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. Come on. In accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. That's right. So, um, and then that takes us to number three, the king comes to take possession. Yep. Right? First um, Peter 2, 9 through 10, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, it means you had no belonging. Yep. You, you were just... You were just walking around, lost, but now you are the people of God. He's taken possession of you. Your faith is in Christ. You belong to the king, right? Um, Charles John Ellicott says, The word royal does not seem to intend or seem intended to imply that every Christian is a king or of royal birth, like we were talking about yeah. with our heretic guys, but describes us as belonging to the king himself, right? Like the royal family. Correct. Going back to the crown analogy even right. currently they're not all the key they're not all the queen correct some yeah. are just the duchess or whatever and the, right the duke of whatever right 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 they're royal they're royal but they're not the queen or king yeah. they're royal because they're connected to the that's right right like they're royal because they're connected to the king or that's queen right. in that case right royalty for us is not in of in and of ourself it is we are royalty because we've been adopted by the one who is royalty like we you know we belong because we've been adopted into sonship through what jesus said which is what ephesians 1 5 tells us uh where he says and love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through jesus christ in accordance with his pleasure and will he adopted us like it wasn't this wasn't a thing that we went out and got. Like we weren't, you know, we don't deserve this. We weren't born into this. He adopted us into this. We didn't this. earn it. Right. We didn't earn it. Right. And so uh, we are now in the place uh, of Jesus. And we, we really got into that a little bit more. Um, you know, John Piper's quote right there. I don't know if you want to read it, but. Yeah, there is not one square inch on planet Earth over which the risen Christ does not say mine and I rule it. I am supreme over it. Yeah, so like he is, I mean, he's he rules and reigns over all of those spaces, right? And so, uh, John 1 12, we talked about Luke 15, the prodigal son, but you can go back to the sermon if you want to catch that. John 1 12, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children, children of God, of God. Yeah. not gods, children of God, children of God. Doesn't mean you have the power of God on earth. Mm. Heretics would disagree with you. Boy, listen. You gotta name them. Children of God. I'm. <laughs> we ought to do a heretic episode. A heretic episode. Yeah. Do like Shylin, where he just popped off on all the false teachers. Yeah, we could. <laughs> I'd be down. It was okay. We have a, the duty to expose heretics. We do have the duty to expose heretics. We should do it on another episode. Yeah. It will. It will be another. Yeah. We'll, yeah. It'll be another episode. We'll give people the option to listen to it, not yes. force feed it on this. Yes. 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 Yeah. So, um, but coming if you want to get coming soon, <laughs> heretic episode. Um, we may bring in Frank for that. We'll see if we... <laughs> our buddy Frank would be good. 
Uh, Shout out to Frank Butler. He's probably watching, he like might. right now. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Frank will bring you in for that episode, bro. Yeah. Drop yeah. us a comment if you want to come. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Uh, if you guys want a taste of it, you can go listen to Shylin's "False Teacher." Um, that's a good song that he. It is a good song. He, he goes in on everybody. everybody. So uh, good stuff. African theologian Athanasius said that uh, he talking about Jesus became who we are so that he might make us what he is. Right, the Son of God. Uh, and so that's powerful. Good stuff. Yep. So if you want to check out the full sermon, go hit it up earlier in the podcast or it's on our YouTube channel. You can check that out as well. No doubt. Uh, or the website. Well, yeah, go to the website. You can get to but, everything. But, from the, there. but we yeah. do put everything on YouTube. If you didn't know that, subscribe yeah. to our YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Uh, You're already watching videos there. Do you watch a lot of YouTube? I do. I I can't help it. I, I don't it. watch as much as most people do. I love it. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch as much. As, I I think the reason I don't is the same reason I don't play video games because I know I can get lost on some. You, rabbit you really can, but you know, to me, it's my escapism. Sure. To just fair dip, enough. You know, and I watch stupid stuff like the one bite pizza reviews from Dave Portnoy and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, I love chiropractor it. videos. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You and Ashley both. Like, I love those. Uh, yeah. I, I could walk past your office at any given time. You're watching chiropractor videos. Well, that's not true. I'm not watching them at my office at work. Uh, well, I mean, sometimes you do. If you're on a break, you know what I mean? If you're just like chilling. Well, yeah. That's, no, yeah. No, no, I don't no. mean like all throughout the day. All, <laughs> all he does is watch yeah. chiropractor videos. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, every once in a while, I'll, I'll see so you do it. Ashley watches them all the time. I'll, I love them. I, I should just be sitting on the couch like, oh. Like, oh. I'm like, what is, what are you doing? She's like, watch this video and she'll play it. And it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I know it's great. Yeah. I should have been that. a chiropractor. <laughs> and an attorney. And an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got our rapid fire, uh, pod decks question. All right. So I have a question. that's not in the pod deck, but okay. I thought it might be fun. Okay. If you could have dinner with three people, who would they be? And let's go living. Okay. Three living people. Who the would same they time, be? Oh, at the same time. Yeah, one dinner, three people. Who you? Who would you have? Oh, that's a great question. Part of both is going to be there. Drummer for Dave Matthews Band for whoever doesn't know the answer. Just <laughs> because like, if if I'm going to create an imaginary world where I get to meet whoever I want that's still alive, it's going to be Carter. Bo- Carter Beaufort's going to be on that list. Um, <clears throat> Michael Jordan. Okay. Now I'm all right. Hold on, I'm uh, wrestling. A drummer, a basketball player. I'm wrestling. Can I break it up into two groups? Am I allowed to? It's my hypothetical world. I'll do it. Yeah, two tables. Two tables. Two tables. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So there's a spiritual table, and then there's uh, a, okay, and yeah. then there's like the, you know. So, uh, Jeff Bezos, Michael Jordan, Carter Beaufort, one table. Um, other table, Tim Keller, John Piper. Matt Chandler. Okay. I feel like I need more time to think that through a little bit, yeah. but I feel like that's where I'm at right now. So you just basically, you just want more than three people. Yes. Well, I want two different conversations. Okay. I feel like Matt Chandler at a table with Carter Beaufort is not going to bear any fruit. Unless he talks about the gospel and he gets saved. <laughs> Listen, if someone's leading Carter Beaufort to the Lord, I want to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. So that's, I don't, yeah. That's, Jeff Bezos is a good one. That's one I would have. Yeah. Jeff Bezos is on the list for sure. 
Yeah, I was thinking he like, thinks just so different. I want to. I want an hour of just hearing him. If you're going to do that. I mean, if I'm going to pick two different groups like that too, it's like I would have. I would have Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. And I would have to really give some thought in in that kind of space. Yeah, of these, that's what I mean. It's like off the top of my yeah. the pioneers in like where the world is going. Gary Vanderchuk, like see, I would put I would want like Gary V and Simon Sinek and Craig Groeschel at the same Golly, table. Yeah, that's so it's so hard. It's like, hard. That's such a hard conversation to have. Urgh. Yeah, Craig Groeschel, Simon Sinek, and Jeez. and and Gary V at one table. That's quite a table. It's quite di- it's a diverse table. Yeah. That's quite a table. It's quite a table. Yeah. But I would I would take that table. That's e- my third table. <laughs> Elon, <laughs> Elon Musk, could you imagine talking to him? His brain is I on feel yeah. I feel like it would be like how I am when I'm around like John and production Chris and they're talking about Star Wars. They were doing that last night. We were working on a project together and they said Mandalorian like five times and Star Wars and Canon and I posted on my Instagram story. I was like, dude, hashtag nerd talk right now. And I was completely out of my league. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to get in the weeds. I would want to. I would want to be asking questions and hear like how they. I don't. I don't really know. Just yeah. Where, what, what are you looking at that trends to go? Like, you have Tesla cars, but you started a spaceship company. Like, what? <laughs> right. help, walk me through that. Like, yeah, what, yeah, what's yeah. your? What are you reverse engineering here? What's the ultimate goal? Yeah. No, yeah. seriously, because Bezos is a gangster. At well, it's, that. The, it's the same question. Uh, Quint Studer, local local businessman you know investor done a lot in pensacola yeah i interviewed him for another podcast right right and he started in healthcare, right he was a right. ceo about this hospital and then he started studer group and all these things and that's which was in the healthcare space right and of course studer group still is he has since sold it and now he's you know he's a he's a developer he owns the wahoos you know right. the, the baseball team and all these things um but his passion is community redevelopment Yep. As a whole. Yep. You know, and one of the questions I asked him, um, you know, I, one of the questions I asked him was, if you had an extra $100 million right now, what would you do with it? And he was talking about early development. He's ta- He talks about kids a lot and mm-hmm. early development. And, my, and then it spawned a, a follow-up question of, like, are you just an incredible reverse engineer or or did your goals pivot through your career? Like when you were doing, when you were CEO of Baptist, right? Did you know you had a goal of I want to revitalize communities across the nation, and you were take you worked at a job like that to get experience in a certain sector and to make yeah. money so right. you could then go do, do the, the thing to do the thing to do. You know, it's like yeah. or did when that ran out and then you did Studer Group and then it just pivoted. Now that you're just getting older, this is your thing now. Or like, was this always the goal and you saw it and you reversed? Like that's an interesting thought to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. To hear that from Elon Musk, right? Elon right. Musk and Jeff Bezos, and, right? Uh, some of that I, I, that would be a very interesting right. conversation. I'd listen to that podcast. Yeah, because essentially, <laughs> and what Studer told me essentially is the best indicator of a successful community is kindergarten readiness. If you don't get your kindergarten readiness, you don't stand a chance. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, I was like a TCIG curious. opportunity. Yeah. E. Might be on the list already. Okay, so this <laughs> is simple. Okay. Share. Slash discuss your favorite podcast. Transformation Church. No, <laughs> uh, my favorite podcast. It's hard to do. There's categories of podcasts. Uh, that it, this is such a hard question. Um, I'm going to go Church World because we're here. 
Um, actually, no. Uh, Carrie Newhoff Leadership Podcast. Although, I I can see how he's how intentional he has been over the last three to four months. Maybe I would even say six to nine months. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it because of COVID and really trying to give people resources for COVID. And that hasn't been my favorite thing. So I'm kind of over that conversation a little Agreed. bit. Um, but before that, and I think there will, there's coming a, another season three to four months from now where he'll probably get back out of that and back to kind of the lane he, he wants to be in. Um, to me, he has the most universally, um, he has the podcast that is the most universally uh, beneficial doesn't matter who you are, yeah. if you're a healthcare professional, if you're a pastor, if you're whatever. Now, I definitely lean spiritual, but he brings guys in all the time that are motivational speakers and, what you know, Tony Robbins, Simon Sinek, and whatever. So right. um, I think I, I would say that's probably my favorite. That's the one I listen to the most, Business Wars. I really enjoy Business Wars. Sometimes I'll get on that for a tangent for two weeks straight, listen to nothing but It's that. really good. It is. So <laughs> That's yeah. funny you say that. I've been getting tired lately. You know, you go through like, yep. I've been getting tired of the, not because in the church world, poly, uh, church world podcast, mm-hmm. I've been getting tired of some of those. Um, like there's one that's really good. Tony Morgan, yep. you know, uh, his podcast, but lately every episode is about regurgitation. Yes. Yep. And it's every episode is about digital ministry and yep. steps to this and, and i'm just like i get it but i'm just done with i'm just kind of i'm regurg- tired of regurgitation we do it all day so it's yeah. like uh i'm just i'm getting tired and and you know speaking of business wars for those listening business wars is great but the, the company behind it wondery wondery they yep. have a whole bunch of podcasts and yep. i got two others i've been doing one's called american history um mm-hmm. and they do the same format where it's dramatized 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 um and and it's a story so it keeps me it's right. not. It's not just like an interview or something, and that's why I even like Kerry Newhoff because his are longer. Yeah, I've gotten Hour to where I've I've gotten to where I'm I'm kind of I don't want to listen to him. Like I'll I'll get through or I'll skip through some. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Craig Rochelle's is still the best leadership podcast because it's short. Mm-hmm. Him and Kerry's are probably neck and neck in my opinion. Yeah. They're just completely different formats. Um, but I've been getting kind of aggravated and tired of the longer stuff. Yeah. Um. And in the church space, because it feels like the same stuff over and over and over. Yeah, definitely right um, now, but particularly in this season. And then, but the, I've learned, you know, when you listen to a lot of podcasts like I do, you learn like right now, Patrick Lencioni, great author, you know, but he's got a new book out. So he's been on all the other leadership guys' podcasts like they With do. With the same pitch It's the on same the one book. thing. Yeah. yeah, so it's like it's I, I listen to all these podcasts, but it's – it's just the same. It's, it's the same stuff. So yeah. I just kind of, I'm just kind of done with that. So the, I like the business wars type stuff where it's, um, there's it's a great story. They're really good at telling stories. I'm wondering. And it's a, it's like, it's a season like, right. you know, once a week for, for four or five weeks is a new episode. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, I, that's kind of where I'm at. Great. Great. That's good. Great episodes. Um, yeah. cool. Next share a time saving tip, share a time saving tip. Ooh, I don't know if I should be the one giving this, uh, <laughs> Um, time saving time tip. block uh brush your teeth and shower no i'm just kidding um some people do that i know they do it's very weird um uh, time blocking for sure time blocking. uh explaining time blocking quickly um build a calendar that doesn't change and insert things into selected spaces that don't need that you don't need to prioritize 
So I have meeting time slots on my calendar that people can, that me or my assistant can put stuff into. Um, but they cannot put stuff into other spaces that have already been pre-selected to exist for other reasons. Right. And it doesn't change. It's no the same one can get week. a meeting during sermon Correct. Prep. No one can. You right. cannot get a meeting with me between 9 and 11, Tuesday through Thursday. You yeah. can't. You'll never get it. Yeah. Because that, as a matter of fact, you can't. Uh, there's one person that has one meeting with me between the hours of 5 a.m. and 11 a.m. Monday through Monday through Thursday, mm-hmm. and that's you because we have we have our meeting uh, on Wednesday mornings at eight a.m. Um, but even still, from nine to twelve, that doesn't change, and that's an inserted time between eight and nine, and then uh, from five to eight, usually, um, unless something weird happens uh, on the before our meeting, that's the same. So from five to eight, every day is the same, and then from eight to eleven, Tuesdays and Thursdays are the same. 8 to 9 for us on Wednesdays is the same. 9 to 11 on Wednesdays is the same. You can't get in that space. No. You can't have it. And then further, it's almost like if you had a list of, like, if I was going to block two hours to work on specific things, mm-hmm. and I, let's say I wanted to accomplish three things in two hours. Right. Well, I'd be better off to go in and say. Hour for this. An yep. hour for this, 30 minutes for this, 30 minutes for this. Yep. And stick to that because yep. if your first one goes over or you lose track of time, then you didn't get all three done. So yep. it's just a matter of, like, for us, if I was going to come in today and work on small groups, right. I want a time block. Yeah. I'm only going to give it this much time today and then I'll move on yep. to something else. Yeah. When, when From 9 to 11. And it's also being aware of what you're, like, we know we've taken it. We've taken um, classes and we're aware of, like, when we're the most productive throughout the day. 11 o'clock, yep. my brain starts to shut down usually yep. on, like, being super productive on the computer. Um, so, literally, when 11 o'clock gets there, I finish whatever sentence I'm currently working on, and I get it from my computer, and I walk away. I don't I don't sit there and try to force my way through things. Right. I finish whatever my thoughts are, and I get up and walk away. So, time blocking, save, it saves time because it creates the right time, well, and it well, prioritizes time. Well, what you just said, time. we need to, the reason... The reason you don't take meetings in the morning is because that's when your brain's better. Correct. So you need to give that brain power to things like the sermon there are, yeah. and not a meeting. Correct. So the meetings happen There's, in times where you're, it takes less mental capacity. If you don't dictate where, if you don't dictate where your priorities lie, other people would dictate where theirs are. Yeah. So uh, every, everything that everyone has is an emergency. So every, every coach we have, you know what I mean? Like our coaches have gotten way better, but for the longest time, all of our coaches, whatever their need was right then was an emergency right then. And we needed to stop what we were doing and handle that. We've gotten away from that. Yeah. Our coaches are way better at handling that than, than we used to be two, three, four years ago. But, um, cause here's the deal. Nothing's an emergency. Nothing's an emergency. Rarely. A, nothing's an emergency. B, um, even if it is, I'm not necessarily the guy that needs to fix it. You know what I mean? Like there's there's other channels that sure. you know. Uh, so I'm not necessarily the person that needs to fix it. And uh, lastly, um, there's a sermon coming Sunday that is my primary responsibility. Fixing that problem might not be my primary responsibility, but preaching on Sunday is, yeah. and I have to make sure that that gets done and it gets the best of my attention. So I'll still, if I still have to intervene into a, an issue or take care or help we'll somebody, do I'll do it. Yeah. At two o'clock. Yeah. when I have time on my calendar to help deal with some of those things. So that makes sure I give all my attention 
uh, to the things that need to be done and etc. So same for Wednesday nights. You can't you can't get a, a meeting with me on Wednesday nights after five thirty. Can't because I'm with my wife mm-hmm. all the time. Every Wednesday yep. night, <laughs> you can't have that time. That's her time, and I refuse to give it to anyone else because if my marriage isn't healthy, then I can't help keep other people's marriages yeah. healthy or whatever. That's right. So, um, so yeah. So just like things like that. Um, and for those of you that are, ma- if you're married, if you're single, whoever you are, if you're married, you should have a time in your calendar that never changes where you and your spouse do the thing that you that where you take care of each other and you love each other and you go on a date and whatever it is like you, you should, and don't feel, Oh, well, if I put on the calendar, then it's not spontaneous and it's not special. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. Put it That's on your calendar. That's such a cop out. That is. Yeah. It's ludicrous. Yeah. No, because trust me, your, your spouse would rather have a continual scheduled time than a constantly missed time because you weren't intentional about scheduling it. Schedule it. Make it a thing. Pastor Dan put it in my brain. Pastor Scott Thomas reinforced it. Pastor Mark Rivera in New York reinforced it again. Start how you want to finish. If 10 years from now you want to be having a date night every Friday with your spouse, then you start it today. Mm-hmm. You don't wait till things calm down because they're no, never calming down. Not a thing. It, yeah, it's impossible. Your life is never going to get calm enough to where you now have all this time to do all these things. It'll never happen. Maybe so when you start, retire, but you start might the way your you wife then if you don't yeah. get it right. And people like us are never going to retire, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. You and I are like, I think about me, I'm never going to retire. I will be doing something for the rest of something. my life. Right. So, like, so therefore, the Unless schedule is never going to slow down. What's that? Unless I hit the lotto. I'll still work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, if I won the lottery, me and Ashley are going to travel the world for two weeks or something. And that's it. Well, I don't know. Three weeks. I don't know. We're going to, we'll the world. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe we'll, like over six months, we would spend a week in different places. Oh, I don't I know. How, I don't know how that would work, oh, but yeah. we would definitely travel. I would take her to go see the world. Cause that's what she, that's one of the things she wants to do. I'm going to international yeah. travel. So I would take her to accomplish all the dreams and take her to all the places she wants to go see. Um, and let her just see the world and yeah. experience it the way she wants to experience it. I would do that. And then, um, the Monday after we get back, I would be right back here working, working. on all this stuff. Yeah, like this is what we do. So, um, anyways, so that was a very long answer to that question, but one more. Are we done? Sure. No, send it. What I learned about myself this quarter. <laughs> what, I, what I learned about myself this quarter. So talking what, about between October you, and December. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What have you learned about yourself? What I learned about myself this quarter. What a question. Especially in 2020. I'm going to answer it from the context of 2020. This quarter, I, I yeah, it's too small of a space, too small of a window for me. Uh, what I learned from myself this year is how I'm going to answer that question. Okay. Um, I learned that um, I learned that my resilience level doesn't reside in everyone else. So my patience level needs to increase in myself. Um, I learned that if you're going to love, pastor, and lead people well, then you are going to have to become more empathetic and less apathetic. Um, I learned that I learned I I was re I reinforced what I already knew, which is that everyone's not on your team, even if it looks like they are. Um, I also learned that. Um, allowing yourself to uh, move on from those things. The sooner you can move on, the sooner you can heal. Um, so uh, I learned 
for sure those things um i learned uh i think i learned it more and more and more uh i would say the the one thing that the one thing that was the greatest thing that i learned was how to take care of me i learned that this year that's good you know 40 pounds down probably more now i haven't been on a scale in a while you know lost 40 pounds um I've learned how to, for the first time in my life, prioritize my health as something that needs to be taken care of on behalf of the organization and my marriage. You know, a healthy me is better than a present. A healthy me that is present 80% of the time is better than an unhealthy me that's present 100% of the time. So, um, you know, me and Ashley available 80% of the time, a a healthy version of me and Ashley 80% of the time for our church is better than an unhealthy version of me and Ashley available 100% of the time, 80 versus 100, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, so that's what I, that I would say that's the biggest thing out of all those things that I learned this year. That's the biggest thing I learned this year, which was, um, you know, I'm better for the people that I love when I'm better for myself. So take care of you. And, and I'll just go ahead and use this space since we're here already. Um, if that means mentally, uh, listen, sometimes you need Jesus and a therapist too. Like, so like if you need to talk to somebody, I will go ahead and let you know. I talk to, I have someone I talk to, you know? So I don't know how I like, I don't know We're on, we're on this page now, but I do feel like mental health is something that we don't talk about in churches enough. And, and we're going to try to talk about it a little more in 2021. But man, if you're, if you struggle with, mental space and owning your own mental space and seriously and all that stuff like talk like go see somebody like schedule an appointment with a therapist like have someone you work with a counselor whatever word you want to use like doesn't matter but you know the days of being frowned upon by the older generation because you can't handle the stress or anxiety or whatever who cares man like if you get frowned upon by your father your mother your aunt your uncle your grandpa your grandma because you're seeing somebody but it makes you better then go see somebody and make you better like forget what they think who cares seriously you're not living for them anymore this is your life own it they're probably miserable anyways exactly they hate their life and they want you to hate yours you know what i mean so go get your better life and let them wallow in their misery but all that to say is like those are all spiritual (laughs) answers you know but i think it's just like if you need therapists if you if you need somebody go talk to somebody um if you need to um you know, if you need to go to bed earlier um, so that you can wake up and work out, then you need to do that. And you don't need to be sorry to the person that wishes they could have your time at 930 at night. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to do whatever it is that's going to make you better, um, that's going to take care of you. Um, and so if that's mental health, go talk to somebody, man. Like, find somebody. You know, this whole thing of like, well, if you're a Christian, you just need to have more faith. Like, no, nah, forget that. Um, you know, if you're one of those people that's like the only reason you haven't been healed from your mental anxiety or your, this physical thing, or whatever, is because you don't have more faith. You're a heretic. You need to bow to the word of God. It's not what it says. So like, uh, and get out my face before I get you out my face. Type five. Like, I feel like Christians need to have more boldness to say like, Hey, listen, whatever it is that I need to get better. Like, um, you know, doctor, like Jesus can use doctors. God can use doctors. Like get out of here with that, like word of faith nonsense. Um, cause it's heretical. So, so you can take your Kenneth Copeland, put him back in your magazine, send it back to him with his $80 million that he got off all the people that hadn't got rich, even though he's been proclaiming they would. He blew COVID away, though. Sorry. Had to drop, I dropped one name. <laughs> he blew COVID away. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, 3,000 people a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, no, yeah. It's completely gone. Nonsense. Yeah. So. That's funny. 
No, I um. What was the question? I don't even remember the question. What did you learn? Oh, what did I learn this year? year? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we went way. I got way far away from that. Um, but yeah, that's my encouragement to people, man. Like, I just take care of you. You know, of all the things I've learned, I've learned to take care of me in a better way. And I've never been like you've been working with me for three years. I don't think there were unhealthy habits that I had in regards to my eating and not working out and not taking care of myself physically. But I've never been unmotivated. It's never really affected my work life. Like we've been grinding for three years nonstop. I don't think it affected any of that. I think it's just affected no. my long term ability to, to maintain. In a work that. environment, one thing I think we've all we've gotten better at here is at least over the last three three and a half years is um, time management. Yeah. As a whole. I agree. You know. Um, I agree. For which sure. I, I'll say that, you know. Yeah. So. So you learned a lot. I, this year was, I think everyone did. I think COVID, you either learned a lot from COVID or you got consumed by COVID. I'll tell you what I learned. Please. I learned that, I learned what I've heard before in 2020 solidified it. COVID, the social stuff, the social justice stuff going on, and, and the election. I know where you're going. I've learned that social media is not changing anyone, and it, but it is exposing. It is exposing. Everyone. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, there are some people that their their social media has exposed people, and I'm thankful for it. Sure, you know, um, I, and and I, I learned that, and I little things like in those three areas, like you know that, like you kind of goes by what you said that not not everyone who claims to be for you is necessarily sure. And, uh, no doubt, those type of things. So yeah, no, I totally agree. We've we've be, we've also the social media thing has allowed people to be almost radicalized and stuff. That stuff stuff that used to just be like some things just verifiable facts, and yeah. we've lost all of that in a lot of realms. And yeah, right, you know, yeah, you we've know. we've become militant and generalized thought, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, and it's been and it's that's all been super evident in those three things yeah, on social. 100%. You know, hundred like, <clears> percent. <throat> there's yeah. there's one thing to have differences of opinions, but there's just some things that's just legitimately not true. Right, exactly, 100%. And, and all of those areas on both sides of the line or yeah. aisle, like it, everywhere, but it's yeah. like we've just lost the ability to reason right, 100%. based on stuff we can verify and prove in our factual. And it's most frustrating for Christians. Yeah. That's why I'm most fr- – when the world does it, I'm not shocked. The world is the world. Like when sinners sin, I'm just as shocked by sinners sinning as I am fish swimming and birds flying. Like – they do what they do. When believers do it, that's when I get frustrated, you know. And that's what I say when I'm like people, people that I thought were rocking with me obviously aren't. And it is what it is. Like I'm not, yeah. I don't lose sleep over it. But you know, the that it was that was revealing this year. Um, and some of that even sits in the space you're talking. About. I'm not talking about one or two people. I'm, I'm talking about a, good, a, a decent number of people. Um, some of which, and not just like people were, I know, but like I, some of them were close. Well, yeah, there's that. But. Like, yeah, some of them were close, close. My inner circle close for me, um, in and out of TC, and I'm like, all right, cool, you know. So, um, the thing is, like, you can let that own you, or you can. Not me. I, I don't lose sleep over people. Not me. There, yeah. Nothing owns me like that. Yeah. So I'm moving quick. Lose, yeah. There's, Probably better than most. <laughs> you, yeah, you <laughs> for sure are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so my wife is the only person that. I, I will <laughs> go through hell, high water, and cross an ocean for everyone else. Yeah. Whatever, you know. Right. I mean, I love you. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't care about people. I'm saying if you want to dip out on me, I'm not going to chase you down for weeks, months, and years. That's just not, you know. I got too many people, some of you, uh, that are on my team that are, uh, that love 
what we're doing that are a part of it. You're rocking with us, you know, not just me, us, like as a whole, like we do it, we're doing this together and I'm not, you know, chase someone down who doesn't want to be on the team, you know, you, yeah, so. you obviously don't want to be. So I'm not yeah, gonna you, I, exactly. I'm not going to try to keep yeah. you on a team you don't want to no. be on. So blessings see in heaven, yeah. you know, I don't hate you. No. I, yeah. No, no, no. I'll wave at you from the window. So, um, yeah. yeah. So awesome. And I'm also not like, I'm genuinely not bitter about it. Like I, I, I we, I learned a lot. You know what I mean. So moving on. Cool. So, you know, <laughs> good episode. <laughs> good, good episode. <laughs> um, well, hey guys, uh, we appreciate y'all jumping yeah. on with us. Good yep. episode. Yep. Justin, tell where they can find more about the church. Find us online transformationchurch.com and Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. Yeah. So uh, we appreciate you guys. We'll catch you guys next week for another week, another sermon, another follow podcast. See you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review us on iTunes. You get double points if you show love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Brad and Pastor Justin on Instagram and Twitter at at BradLivingston underscore and at Justin Oswald underscore. Tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. And for more information on Transformation Church, visit us online at mytc.life and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola.